0: Help me welcome for the first time to the show, John O'Connor. Thank you so much for being on the CL Bryant Show.
1: Hey, CL, it's an honor. You've got a great show. I've been a fan of yours for a while. I don't always, I can't always get it out here, but sometimes I get replays from various folks I know, and, and you, you do a great job.
0: Thank you so much, uh, John.
1: They, yeah, and I really want to talk to you about this China thing.
0: Talk because, to us. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Yeah. Yeah, my major point that I talk about in my book, I
1: wrote a book, Postgate, how the Washington Post betrayed deep throat, covered up Watergate, and began today's partisan advocacy journalism. A lot of my real point in getting to Watergate and, and destroying the myth of that is to start talking about the way we speak today and the stories we tell today about the media. I mean, the media is, the mainstream media is an enemy. The basic, uh, the folks out there in regular America know better. They start seeing as you see the covers being pulled back. And people of common sense, I think, can come together. I think this crisis right now is another opportunity to put in relief the people of common sense. Even Democrats, the Democrats are sort of regular folks, understand this, that we're not being served by the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, and more importantly, the stories that the media is telling us uh, are not true, generally speaking, or they're silly. And what I think is good about suing China, let me just tell you about suing China on this. Obviously, these suits aren't going anywhere. You can't get around this uh, F- fsia law that and i i've done a lot of litigation on sovereign immunity but 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 what i cheerlead about is that it is helping to tell the story people are out there talking about this and it is a vehicle for and i don't think conservatives tell their story well i was talking to your assistant michelle we agree on this conservatives are not big on narratives, and we do not get our story out, the overall narrative as well as the other side, who are steeped in ideology and and talking and talking and talking. We don't do that that much. And what I think is important here is we tell the, the narrative, which is a double one. Number one, China is not our friend, and this America first thing is not just some hokey thing what president trump is on to is very important because we now see that what he's doing is trying to protect our lives trying to protect our national security this america first is just not some xenophobic irrational thing there is a good reason his job is to keep us safe to keep us able to achieve prosperity and look what the Chinese have done.
0: John, tell the people how to get a hold of you and how to bring you to a place where they are if they want to um, um, uh, have you there. I certainly want to give you that opportunity to expose that.
1: Sure, sure. Here's what I'd like to do. I want to talk about the way the story is talked about in the media and the way we have to talk about it. I've got a site for my book, postgatebook.com. And uh, you can reach me through that, or JOCLaw.com, JOCLAW.com, or PostgateBook.com. You can get all my writings and my uh, publications on PostgateBook.com. But here's here's my point, CL. I think we have to start telling the story, and one of the stories is that we <laughs> that we don't get the story from the mainstream media everywhere we go. There are things that are not said. Think about our recent history here. Russiagate, three years in Russiagate, there were facts known to the media right away about Russia Gate. If they would have honestly said them, we'd all be in agreement. This shouldn't be a partisan thing. We'd be in agreement. There was nothing there. Ukraine Gate. If we really got the facts out, we wouldn't have that. Uh, if we really got the facts out about immigration and about actually having a barrier uh, on the southern border, uh, everybody. You know eighty percent of the people with seventy percent would be in an agreement, and now we have this china thing and and we have been so uh, polluted with bad media that hopefully we can use this to turn things around and I just hope uh as part of this over the long haul here, we start taking common sense, not extreme, not irrational, not vindictive, angry stuff as people as the media is going to say. But just solid measures to make sure that China is not infiltrating, stealing our intellectual property, uh, infiltrating our uh, institutions of higher learning, uh, taking over and, and spewing propaganda right from a school, for example. And CL, I don't know if you've you read this, but I think we had a Harvard professor that was, took a lot of research that was paid for by federal government sold it to China <laughs> and got $15 million bucks. John, it's, it's, deal, ridiculous. It? it's ridiculous. It's
0: what's, ridiculous what's going on. John O'Connor is my special guest. John, let me ask you this. I want to get your perspective on this. And uh, I, I want you to, to, to share with us uh, uh, how is it that the Marxist liberals in this country, uh, who call themselves progressives, um, how is it that they have – uh maneuvered and uh the country's mindset into a place where we don't think of ourselves first when did that go away i don't i don't don't understand Uh, it's just not common sense for a nation and and john let me tell you i'm a nationalist i love america above and beyond any other nation on the face of this country, of the, of the world, of the earth. And there's nothing wrong, there's nothing racist uh, about saying, I'm a nationalist. And Americans, I think we, we need to think in those terms. John, talk to us about when did our, our, our national pride begin to diminish?
1: Well... It started, as many things do, in an inconspicuous way. And this is before Watergate. It even started back when the Soviet Union got going. And a New York Times reporter named Walter Durante was over in the Soviet Union giving us false reports about how wonderful communism was and how just wonderful Joe Stalin was, and we called him Uncle Joe. The press was building uh, up, was trying to, now again, that didn't work the country was a little different back then the, the other than the elites uh people ignored it we had uh you know, our government was infiltrated during the second world war that's and then what happened was if you're really cool if you're really elite you look down on the unwashed people who claim wait a second we got a lot of communists in our government uh, I know Joseph McCarthy went too far and he was, he drank too much, but the fact is there are communists around. There's no doubt about it, you know, and it just sort of common sense. You don't have to go too far. So all that stuff was sort of bubbling up, but nothing really took hold, frankly, in terms of the progressives trying to say that, uh, we shouldn't take care of our country first in, in those days, patriotism won. Now what happens post-Watergate, right as the Vietnam War comes about, and everybody's talking, at least in my generation, about Ho Chi Minh and Uncle Ho, Watergate turned things around, and it gave ascendancy to the progressive media. And they got more and more involved with the Democratic Party and more and more uh, able to control the narrative. And America went along with it. Parts of America went along with it so far. And I think you, you tell me because you're in touch with this every day, but I hope you're going to tell me that people are getting sick of what they're being told. They don't trust what they're being told anymore. And it's because, um, you know, there, there there is no there is no dissenting um, uh, voice out there in the mainstream media. Right.
0: It's you're all one. Right. It's
1: monolithic. They all say the same thing. You go to C- CNN or MSNBC. You never see a conservative on there. You never hear a conservative voice. There's only one side of the equation, and some people that's where they get their news. You're but actually you tell right. me if you think that people are getting sick of this and they're starting to be an awareness that maybe we're not being told the truth about nationalism as being a good thing
0: you know uh, john I, man i could not agree with you more because uh, when we think about what we are asked to buy into there's a, a great danger in uh, what you have just said either way if we cannot trust the news media and then uh, our government in, in, in some cases then who do we trust in a, a nation where we are priding ourselves on self-governance, where we elect people to represent us. John, how do you see this? I have about uh, five minutes left in the interview with you, but I, I want you to te- tell us what are you seeing coming about in the next six months? Are we seeing a fundamental change of well, America? I think we are.
1: I think we are. And I'll tell you, this is uh, this is something that a lot of people have awakened here, you know during the Obama years uh you know the the, the media is handing glove with guys people like james Comey uh Hillary Clinton can sell out twenty percent of our uranium to Russia, and nobody you don't hear a peep in the press. they knew about it, nobody published anything. Can you imagine a Republican getting hundred and thirty three million dollars for his foundation and selling out twenty percent of the uranium It's just a joke, yeah. Now, so so, they get away with that and 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 on all that. Now here we are with Trump, and to Trump's credit, he fights back. He does not always fight elegantly or beautifully, but he fights. Now we have a situation where common sense people are watching the news every day, and they're seeing a story, for instance, about immigration. The the Democrats are now objecting even to. St- Trump stopping immigration during the pandemic. Yeah, Uh, they they react. They see that the reflex reaction when he stopped travel from China was to call him racist and xenophobic. Now, of course, they say he didn't do enough. But back then, he was racist and xenophobic.
0: We talked about about him both yesterday. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah, people are seeing people are seeing what's up now over the next six months. It's going to be a tough time because we're not going to have a vaccine. And we have to get back to work. And hopefully, during the six months, we'll get herd immunity. Uh, there'll be still be hospitalizations, but and hopefully, people like me that are over seventy will be smart enough to avoid uh, danger. But for the vast majority of the population, we got to get back to work and we can ease into this and finally at some point we'll have herd immunity and we'll be able to go back full blast but maybe hopefully in the near future we'll be able to get back 70 80 90 percent and so forth but we have to do that but what's going to happen is and i bark my words and you know this is going to happen every time something bad happens or so so bad there's a bad result people are hospitalized in New Mexico or someplace so there's an outbreak in San Francisco whatever it is doesn't matter what happens that's bad it's going to be blamed on uh, Trump it's going to be blamed on conservatives and uh, I think though that people are sick enough of what's happened that they'll see see what's going on you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't you know and and so over the next six months i think it's real important for especially for folks like you that have uh you know command of some airwaves and an audience to you know to keep us all sort of in a common sense frame of mind we got a tough situation here we're not going to keep everybody alive uh you know a bunch of people died during the you know, epidemic—the flu epidemic during Obama's years—nobody batted an eyelash. There are going to be some people that are going to die, and I feel and it's terrible. But at some point, we can't keep hiding under our beds. We got to come out. I mean, we can shelter in place all we want, but as yeah. soon as we come out, yeah. the virus is there. Yeah. So we got to deal with it. And the more I think, the more we get out there. And like I say, the people under forty-four that don't have asthma, or whatever they're not gonna die you know and people between 20 44 and 64 are probably gonna do okay as long as the same precautions we're gonna have precautions we're gonna get herd immunities and finally by the time we get a vaccine maybe you know the vulnerable people will actually be able to come out uh, but it, the real test for us all is one of character and resolve we gotta be big people we gotta understand there are gonna be people that are gonna get sick, the people are gonna die. Uh guess what? It's gonna happen at some point. But we've gotta get out there and do our thing and live uh in the way that we should live and we can't just give up and commit suicide, which is what the progressives would want us to do. We can shelter in place. They all have their jobs in the faculty or in government or whatever Uh, they can do that all day but the rest of the people who are really producing goods and services for people have got to get out there and i think it's just a shame i cry every time i think about these poor people yeah not not able to do anything Um, well so
0: John you know, O'Connor, hear
1: your show, your guys like you are the ones that need to lead us through this.
0: God bless you, man. Listen, God, God love you. John O'Connor, continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. I, I, listen, Michelle, let's uh, get him in the loop and uh, let's, let's uh, have him as a regular as this thing. As we progress through this, we want to hear voices like our guest. who was the attorney for Deep Throat, attorney extraordinaire, John O. Connor, thank you so much for being on with me here today. Talk to you soon.
1: Man. CL, it's been a blast. Anytime. Give me a call. See you now. Thank you. Take care.